Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Are you serious? Hello, this is How to Kill an Hour. I'm Marcus Bronzy. What's up, Neil? I'm Dev. Hey, it's been hello. a while, bruv. It's been ages. It's been, where have you been? Where have I been? Yeah, what have you been doing? I've been I've been, ab- I've been about, mate. Showbiz Marcus. <laughs> I should ask you, where have you been? I've just been killing hours, Mr. bruv. Mr. Big Time. Mr. Mr. Well, Hour Killer. You don't, you don't call me no more. What happened? Did someone pull out last minute? Is that why you needed me? <laughs> Did someone? You know what? A lot of the time, a lot Did of my dilemmas are, are based around pulling out yeah. at the wrong time. Did, and, um, did you have a, how long is that taking you into the podcast before you're making disgusting sexual innuendo, Marcus? I know. Is that, is that a new record for you? It is. I've not even said, you know, you can listen to us by going to howtokillanhour.com, check out the stuff that we talk about on the show at howtokillanhour.com and forgot to tell you, the listener, sorry, that there's a link in the description that you can click to let us know what you think of us. So, Are we too perverted? So am I too perverted? Because it's so professional right there. You've redeemed yourself. You started off with filth. You've, you've won me back around. Let's proceed. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah, bro, I've just been killing hours, man. I feel like you've been too busy for us. I've got some very, very exciting stuff coming up, but a lot of it I can't talk about, unfortunately. How, how else have I been killing hours? Oh, I, I, I killed an hour on Mastermind. I did that. Yeah, we've not. You've not been on the show since that's happened. Yeah, yeah I did Mastermind. Like I filmed that two weeks, two months ago. Sorry, and they they just put it on telly a couple of weeks ago. I didn't watch it when it actually went on because I can't watch myself on TV. But um, yeah, uh, I recorded that like two months ago. Went up to Manchester. It was good, man. C- can you set it up, should in case you don't know what Mastermind is? Oh yeah, yeah. So just... Mastermind is this like legendary british quiz I, I i don't know how long it's been on telly for let's just say the 60s because it sounds cool doesn't ever it? yeah i'm gonna say it's been yeah. on telly since like the 60s yeah. the idea is that you go on there with a specialist subject and you also get a general knowledge round it's just like of all the the sort of telly shows you could be on that's one of the ones if you tell people normally they're quite impressed it's not the same sort of fodder as maybe like some of the other shows that you could go on but yeah it was it was it was terrifying but all in all, very thoroughly enjoyable experience. It was, it was really good. And how how did you get approached for it? So uh, it's quite a funny story, actually. A couple of a couple of months ago, I got invited to Thought Park. You know, like sometimes when you work in the media, if there's like an event happening, you know, some some company wants to invite you down to show off. You get invited to these things. At like Thought Park, they do a couple of events every year. One of the ones was, I think, is it Fright Night or something like that? Yeah. Or, or maybe there was another one where they opened up the uh, Darren Brown Ghost Train. I got invited to come down there. There's only about 100, 200 people in the park. You get to get on all the rides. It takes about 
30 seconds to get on all the rides. It's, it's like your ultimate dream when you're a kid. There's no queues. It's great. Sick. There's no little kids as well. It's great. Um, so I was down there and then when I was leaving, this girl runs up to me in the car park and she says, all right, DJ Neville. Oh, she, no, you've told us, you've told us this on a yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, for those of you that hear that podcast, that uh, you, you're probably saying to yourself, <laughs> that was something that a complete stranger said to me. I shouldn't I shouldn't let it get to me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it did, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is bullshit. I've been doing this job for ages. Is she winding me up or, I don't know. I was like, this is not good enough, all right? I need to get a little bit famous, okay? Not proper famous, just a little bit famous so that people don't run up to me in car parts and call me fucking DJ Neville, all right? It's, DJ Neville. I'm not having this. So I said to my manager, I was like, look, can you get me on a... <laughs> it honestly was this, this simple. I said, can you get me on a couple of telly shows? You know, what, what sort of things do you want to do? I went, I don't know. Mastermind. So, all right. So she talks to the to the people on the, on, on the mastermind and they got back to her and they were like, yeah, we'd love to have Dev. So they give me a date to come and record. And uh, so I went up to, to, to Manchester and I'll tell you the full story. And then afterwards, I think me and you, we might decide that. Maybe we cut some of this out. Maybe we want to use it or not. Because maybe some of what I might say might affect my chances of being on a television <laughs> show in the future, right? But I just want to be 100% honest about stuff, right? I kind of feel that's the best thing about podcasts is that you get a chance to talk in a way that you can never talk on air, right? When you're on somebody else's dime, you, you can't really do that. So I've uh, gone out to Manchester and the way that they do these things, they film a bunch of episodes on one day. So in the green room, I'll be hanging out with maybe like 12 people who are all going on the show, but on, on, on separate shows. So uh, I was there with a comedian, uh, Omid Jalili was there. Um, uh, I was I was I was on with uh, I'm good, I'm so bad I haven't remember, remembered any any of their names I was I was very very nervous now Nathan Kane the comedian you know him he was on my episode and they'd all picked really good specialist subjects so Nathan Kane had picked uh, uh, the Premiership he'd been a big fan of football since he was young the rugby player picked rugby I was also on with a judge from a show called uh, fuck what was the name of that show some fashion type television show. It's uh, not my area. Uh, uh, Sewing B. That's what he's on. Okay. He's on the Great British Sewing B or whatever it's called. His specialist subject was Ralph Lauren. Now, I don't really have any specialist subject that I know about. I just wanted to pick something that I w- would enjoy researching. So I picked the films of Will Ferrell. So I thought for that, I just get to just sit and watch a bunch of Will Ferrell films. Oh, by the way, they had rejected a bunch of ideas that I'd come up with please, before. Please let us know. So I, I wanted yeah. to do South Park. I wanted to do the American Office. These are all things that I'm really, really big fans why, of. Why not South Park? They, they thought it would take too long because there's like 20 seasons. They thought it would take too long to go through every single episode. And I, Although I, I would be quite confident that I'd be able to answer most questions about South Park. In the end, we dis- we agreed on Will Ferrell films. So, uh, uh, um, uh, those are the people who are on my episode. And I was nervous beforehand, but I feel like I'd done adequate research. I'd watched every single Will Ferrell film I could possibly watch. Uh, I felt ready. You know, it's obviously quite nerve-wracking, but when I do these things, I'm always in, in, in the front of my mind. I've got, if you don't enjoy it, then what's the point? It's no point in doing something you're going to be so nervous. Like, oh, it's, no, just go and do it and enjoy it. If you mess it up, who cares? You know, it is an, it is an experience and you'll have a story afterwards. Now, um, John Humphreys, who was, I was really excited to meet, legendary Ledge. broadcaster, Ledge. been on telly for years, yep. very, very respected broadcaster. Now, he did something that really rubbed me up the wrong way that a lot of old guard presenters and people in the media do. They assume... 
because I'm younger than them and I'm on like a young hip radio station, BBC Radio One, Saturday and Sunday morning, so we can prep sure. What uh, time? What time? Uh, six till ten a.m. Uh, <laughs> they assume that I'm gonna sort of get in, like sort of make jibes about how old they are. Oh, you're old. Oh, you're out of touch. And not nah, it's not really my 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 shtick. To, you're a legend to me. Why am I gonna come in here and say, "Oh, you're old"? I'm not. So what a lot of these old guard presenters doing? It's happened to me a lot of times. They try and beat you to the punch by sort of being a bit self-deprecating to themselves. It's very, very tiresome. And also, they try and make out like they don't know what it is that you do. So the first thing I'd gone and sat in this, uh, this the, the mastermind chair is this coveted thing only a few people get to sit in this iconic just piece of furniture and i'm walking up to it super excited i really want to enjoy this moment i get to sit down in a chair and the first question that john humphreys asked me he says so dev uh, says here that you're a, a, a dj like, <laughs> like it's this mystic art that i do and I haven't watched it, so I don't know if you can see my face, but I've inside, I, m- my heart sank, man. I was uh. like, is this the bands we're going to have? Really? That you don't know what it is? And I, this is the honest response I wanted to give Marcus. Right? This is exactly what I wanted to be like, fuck off, John. You know what I do, mate. DJ, the term DJ has been around since the fucking 60s. So has Radio 1. You, we do the same job, mate. We're presenters. We do the same thing while trying to make out like done. Oh yeah, a DJ. Oh, so what's that then? Oh, I wouldn't know. I I'm an old man. You're so young and hip. So immediately, I was put off. I was just like, ah, oh, fuck. So let's just get this over and done with. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So I'm now I'm not, I'm, I'm not enjoying the experience to the full anymore. I'm wound up. So then I go in on my specialist subject, Will Ferrell Films, and a bunch of the questions I know straight away. Two of them, I should have just, I should have known, definitely. But this is what I kept doing. It's the weirdest thing kept happening to me. When he would start a question, I would think, I know this one. So I'd start searching for the answer. 
Then by the time he got to the end of the question, I would realize, oh, hang on a minute. That's not the question I've just oh. been looking for the answer for. And I've not paid attention to the actual question you just asked me. And so at least two or three times I had to ask him to repeat the question. There was another time where I just blurted out the wrong answer. Two of the, two of the ones I should have just got. They were easy ones I should have just got, right? But didn't. Two of the ones, I feel like they fucked me over a little bit because there were questions on films that weren't, they weren't even Will Ferrell films. Just films that Will Ferrell happened to pop up in like for about 30 seconds. Uh, one of them was a question about the film Get Hard, the one with Kevin Hart. Yeah. It's not one of his best. And the only film I watched in my four or five day Will Ferrell binge is the only film I watched where I fell asleep because it's so shit. Yeah, it's very sad. But, um, so I, I got like six in my in my specialist round. Yeah. Everybody else got every single question oh, right in their specialist shit. round. Overall, my score was 13, which placed me last <laughs> out of everybody <laughs> else. If you want to know the difference, the top score was something like 27. It wasn't even close. Okay. Um, annoyingly, the episode that they recorded beforehand that I'd watched in the green room. Yeah. The yeah. if I that 13 probably would have landed me maybe third or second. But I, mean, I I loved it. I, I I I loved every every minute of it, apart from that bit with the little bants with 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 Humphreys, where he punked you, tried yeah. to punk you. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's annoying for me because I still I still respect him as a broadcaster. I just I just yeah. it kind of it, it rubbed me up the wrong way. It's sort of the equivalent of well, not the equivalent of, but uh, a while ago when I filmed uh, a bargain hunt for charity, did it for children in need. You tell me if I were, if I'm being funny, okay, or if you you would have felt annoyed at this same situation as well. So they sent me a car to come pick me up. We was going to this auction house. It's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, man. I can't remember where it was. It's was like you know, cab comes to pick me up. It's early in the morning. There's a runner that meets me at the, outside the auction house. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he opens the car door for me, and he says, oh, "How's it going, Dev? You're right." And he holds out like his fist. Like to like, you know, fist bump you. Yeah, is that is it weird that that annoyed me? For, do you know? Do you know? What, do you know? I'm really embarrassed to say as well. Like I bumped his hand. And I was Did, like, <laughs> what, what I just slapped his hand away like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's like the old that. that's the ultimate diss. If you go to fist bump someone and they and they backhand your well, fist away, hand, what uh, I should have done is maybe act like I don't know what you're trying to do, like sort of hold on to it. Like, yeah, if you okay, grab it and shake it, yeah. That's awkward. It's he a, fist bumps you. That's, yeah, un- that's a bit unprofessional, that's, bro. That's what I thought. I thought that's unprofessional. If I walked up to the director or whoever the producer on that, on that day and I'd gone, yeah, yeah, save what you're saying, like held out my fist, that'd have been weird, didn't it? But they're been unprofessional of me. I fucking shake my hand like you shake everybody else's hand. <laughs> oh. It reminded me of that um, that Dave Chappelle sketch. You know, what is it when keeping it real goes wrong? Yeah. Like, he yeah. was just a runner, so I could have slapped him and that would happened. <laughs> I would never slap a runner unless they really, really <laughs> just... unless the food wasn't hot. If the food wasn't hot, unless right? Unless they messed up my steak, then they get a backhand with my ring hand. <laughs> fist bumped you. What? S- similar thing happened to my mate actually, he was at work and one of the other employees was like, Yes! And when they said yes, and they were like his manager, they clenched their hands together and he took like mistook it for a fist so he went yeah bam and they like looked at their fist and looked at his fist and was like oh and he just said he had to to keep moving uh, yeah but at least you fist bumped him back though um so wait you've done mastermind right yeah. you've also done bargain I've hunt, done bargain hunt. you set let, that up they, as well they let me keep the fleece 
You got one of the coveted fleeces. Yeah, they let me keep it. I wear it around the house sometimes. When you say let you keep, yeah. Well, this is the thing, right? <laughs> Am I gonna have to explain bargain? Listen, yeah, you, you might. Have you to, got you plenty. Might have listen, to, you, you got to. plenty of people are listening to this, right? And they're trying to kill an hour. You're probably listening. To, probably a lot of people listening who are who are at home during the day. <laughs> Why have you got to say that to our listenership? You've seen Bargain Hunt. It's where you go to some market. You try and pick out something that you think is going to make money. You then go to an auction house. They auction it off. Whatever money you make, you keep or whatever. You try and make a profit. You you get the idea. There's like mm-hmm. 20 shows like that on, mm-hmm. on telly at any given mm-hmm. time. Uh, and this one was for charity children in need. I don't like to talk about my charity work. We raise a lot of money. Thanks very much. Uh, so we've gone down to Old Spittlesfield, which is incredible. If you ever want just a day out, just to go and hang, go to Old Spittlesfield. There are some incredible characters there. Just some people that you've just, you just you don't encounter any, anywhere else. There's this woman who... <laughs> you're not going to find this funny, but it was hilarious to me. Uh, we was filming a, you know, you know, you ever been out in public filming stuff and you get two types of people normally. You get people who really do not want to be filmed. Like they're just like, whatever you do, do not bring the car. Oh my God, cover my face. Oh, oh. Like they're wanted by the fucking mob or some shit. Like they're in a witness protection program. Or you get people who just do not give a shit that you're filming. So they'll walk in the background. They're not trying to move out of the way. Uh, fuck it. So we was we was filming something and this bonkers woman behind me, <laughs> she thought I'd owned one of the stalls. Mm. And this voice that cracked me up for the best part of four hours, even now thinking about it, like months after it happened, makes me laugh. She just went, oh, I like those snakes. They got some lovely snakes out there. <laughs> she was talking about these stuffed snakes that the, the, the this guy, she just kept wagging on and on and on about these snakes. And she sort of followed us around the, uh, she sort of followed us around the whole, the whole market. And Bargain Hunt being very popular television program, we're in a place where you buy antiques. It's generated a bit of attention. Uh, one of the presenters of the show, I, f- I want to call him David. Let's just call him David. I, I Orange. Know, I don't remember people's names. No, you're thinking of Dickinson. Yeah. Um, oh, I feel so bad. He's such a nice guy as well. Anyway, he's our team leader. He's taking us around, talking us through some of the antiques or bits that we can buy. <laughs> and this guy... Just bare face in the middle of us filming, just walks up to him, prods him in the chest, and goes, "I don't like bargain hunt." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, uh, on you go, mate. For fuck's sake, what's wrong with people? Like, so this is fucking what? Plain, like, don't give a fuck that he's filming. No, it's just gonna come on. Yeah. I don't like bargain hunt. Fucking hell. <laughs> so, so it's bargain so hunt. Weird. It's like going up to someone in the street and just being like, "I don't like your scarf," and I like your face. I do like your scarf that you got on right now. That was a weird sort of subliminal thing in it that because you, oh, you have a because you have a sort of it's it's kind of like a it's almost like a sari i'd say you're wearing as a scarf as a little trendy scarf I that's not a man's a scarf that you didn't buy that in the man's section no way this but you've, you've borrowed that do you know who scarf you get this scarf is from? go on it's my mum's scarf and there you go it's my right. mum's scarf it's you wear it well i'm at, just saying like, it's definitely not a man's at christmas scarf. yeah at christmas I had a cold neck i said can i borrow a scarf my mum said <laughs> I've got one over there and I said, oh, cheers. And it's not gone back to the house. It's not gone back to the house. It's then. So, wear it well. Thank you very much, sir. So, Bargain Hunt. Oh, yeah, sorry. It kind of feels like it's not, like, and I don't want to diss the shows that you've been on, but I don't feel like it's as exciting as Mastermind. Has it got excitement, but in a different format? Am I not seeing the levels of excitement of buying antiques and selling them again? It's good fun. It's like, it's good fun just to root around 
in loads of tat and shit and see what you you find not what, literally but um what sort of shit did you find do you know what i find fascinating that doesn't have any monetary value whatsoever but to me was just beautiful and i i spent ages looking at and no it was these old family photos that somebody just had like people just had these collections of just the weirdest shit in these places and again not worth any money whatsoever but i found these old family photos and it was a family trip to margate from the, like 1965 or something like that 60s yeah yeah and i was just sort of flicking through them and they're all black and you know what's so beautiful about these photos is these they were these beautiful moments captured in time and they weren't you could tell they're not aware that this is going to sound stupid they, they don't they obviously know that they're in a picture but it's not the same as when you take a picture now where when you want you take the picture you want to look at it and make sure no 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 take it again or people just take pictures of everything and we've got our poses down and the way which side of our face we like to, and I don't like for me I don't like to raise my eyebrows too much I got a wrinkly forehead but these these people they're not aware of any of that they're just having this really beautiful moment captured and it, they're probably all dead now because a, a lot of the people in the, in the photos were we were pretty old when the photos were taken, but I just thought it was, you probably find it really boring, but I thought it was really beautiful. Just these old photos, years later, they're not my family, they've got nothing to do with me, whatever, and I, here I was just years later, 40 years later, just appreciating their family trip to Margate. So that's nice shit that, that wasn't worth money. Mm. Did, did you manage to make some cash? We, we did. We made well. more money than who we were up against. We were up against a couple of presenters from Radio 4. We made more money than them, not much, uh, but we made more money and we raised a bit of money for charity. Uh, oddly enough, the, it was it was super intimidating. By the way, the market, the place was fine once we got the bits, but going to the uh, the auction house that was very intimidating. The people in the auction house are not fucking about. They're not there to play no game. They know exactly what they're looking after, uh, looking for. Rather, they know what's worth money. They know what's complete shit. And most of the stuff we had was complete shit. But we tried to win them over with, come on, guys, it's for charity. But, uh, you know, a lot of them weren't weren't biting. Uh, Alice Levine, who um, I'd been on, on, on the show with, uh, she'd put up her own item for, 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 for bidding. It was a night that she does, I think it's like a, a cookery event, something like that, that they cook at someone's house or whatever, like a dinner thing. And just some lone guy bit like a bit a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, basically just to hang some out. Pervy with, old man with with Alice. Yeah, yeah rub style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, cool. Um, did the Radio Four DJs, who's it's a station that definitely has an older demographic, did mm. they did they DJ you? Did you get DJ again? A, a little bit, a little bit. One of the guys, I forget his name, is like a political correspondent or something like that. So. And he's thinking, you know what I do, Dev. Well, <laughs> you know. Well, in situations like yeah. that, yeah. it's like this. I have no idea about his world. Yeah. He's, you know, he's there on his tablet and he's keeping up to date with stories. He's putting more work into his show, probably in 10 minutes than I've ever done in my career. <laughs> and um, he's just super focused. He's in, in this world, you know. I I don't I don't know about what he does. Yeah, he, he probably I know as much about the political climate as he does about Drake's last album, for example. You know, right. we're just we we have nothing to say to each other. I think I ended up telling him we had a long car journey back that we all shared. I've told them a really inappropriate story. Shall I? 
Is it late, late? Should I call Alice and try and remember the story? Yeah, go on, go on. It's kind of late. It's up to you, bruv. Shall I, uh, do you know what? Shall I t- it might not be worth it. Maybe you can edit this afterwards. Maybe, why don't you message her? I really want to remember Why, why don't you message her and then if, if, if we get a hit back, then we can bring it up in another episode. Yeah. Can I just, can I just, all right, let me just message her now and be like. This is deaf live messaging. Um. So yeah, it's hard to kill out. Every episode, while Dev's doing that, we do like to give you a way to kill some time. Um. And I think definitely in this episode, I feel like, it's all of our jobs to go onto the BBC iPlayer and search for this celebrity mastermind episode featuring Dev and find out what his face looks like when he is asked, Are you a DJ? So, uh, you're a, 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 a DJ, is it? I don't know what that is. So, I do, I do want to see what Dev's face is like when that happens. Um, but, um, yeah, that was this episode of How to Kill an Hour. We're going to find out what this story is. Yeah, so uh, we've got another episode coming up. Actually, you've been killing some time in the cinema, actually, which we'd like to hear about in the next episode, bruv. But um, I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been Dev, sponsored by, what are we today? Parody. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey. <laughs> Send me this. <laughs>